Oh, hey, you guys, it's Kim and Hyra. So we took a little bit of a break with recording and releasing episodes. Sure so some of the episodes that are going to come out were recorded at the end of 2021 and then continuing through to 2022. But we have more episodes coming for you guys that are current to 2022. So just stay tuned and you'll see what we got for you guys. We hope you guys enjoy. Like, literally, I know this cat. He Mm -hmm. only uses the bathroom two times a day. The morning when I go and I drop my deuce... And come back into the room to -hmm. start getting ready to get dressed. That's when he wants to drop the deuce. Because he Mm -hmm. knows I'm going to be stuck in the room getting dressed. Just angry at life that I have to smell someone else's shit. And then... Spray, I guess. You know, then it's just like a mixture of a floral scent with some wafts of shit. And it's just like, no, I'm I'm good. I thought, what is that? that, um... Osium? Yeah, I thought that eliminates odor. Well, the thing is, it's really strong. And for, like, a little bit in our room, it's it's just overpowering for me. Like, I'm going to have to sit there um, and smell orangey shit for a while. And it's not my groove. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. And then he wants to take a shit again. Right, be- Like, as soon as I lay down to go to bed, that's when he wants to take a shit again. Mm-mm. Unless it's Friday. On Fridays, he likes to shit, take a shit three times a day. <laughs> in the morning <laughs> right before right, right when i drop my coming to get dressed when i come in here to record and then again right before i go to bed and i'm all like you you are a little shit like he he's staring at me he knows he knows he said, wow you're through- over here talking about me in a negative fashion <sighs> I just, <laughs> i'm just in it and it sucks yeah it's rough I'm just going to be here. You know, it's easier like when he when I go to bed because I just go under the covers and the mm. covers just filter everything out. Oh, yeah. I'm you know, a, I am a sleep under my head under the blankets type of person. So I can understand that. Well, I'm not because when I wake up, I like to wake up and look at my surroundings. Well, yeah, that's when you remove the blanket when you wake it's up. It's too late by then. Too late. Like at that time, you lost like three seconds of fighting time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a fighting time. <laughs> Yeah, because they waited until you woke up to fight you. You know the entities do that. That's what they do. They wait. Like, hold on, this is gonna be funny. Hold on, watch this shit. Move you mm-hmm. around. Pull the covers off. And, ah! Like, no. Like, you know, when there's no cover, you can't look stupid flailing around because you're already out. You know, <laughs> girl. If they're going to fight you, they're going to fight you regardless. Yeah, but, you know, I need those two seconds of just running instead of getting tangled. Because my luck, my luck is it's going to happen. I'm going to get tangled and I'm going to fall and that's it. I'm done. Girl, you done regardless. <laughs> I am done. done. I like to think it's, that I have like two if seconds. If they got you, they got you. <laughs> you already done. That's true. Like, who the fuck am I like? I ain't going to fight nobody. I'm just going to be like, please just do me out quickly. Like, just take me out. <laughs> How are you doing, beautiful? You have a wonderful glow about you. Girl, that's just the light that sits in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It looks like you're ready to um, maybe to ovulate, maybe to start 
reproducing. Ob- you know what? You I have know? to check. Is it that time? When the species are like, oh, look at that bitch is glowing. Let's fuck her up. Glowing, exactly. <laughs> For- and that's not it. Yep. <laughs> I have six days before. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> due day. You know, I learned because it's one of those things where it's just like it's not that I didn't know, but I didn't know because I never thought about it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't um, know, I didn't know. It sounded like you're about to rap, Kim. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wish if I could rap, I do it all the time. But um, so pregnant women have a glow to them because they have, I think, what they say, like fifty percent more blood in their body, and then they're mm. also more oily, and so that glow is the extra blood, which is making you pinker. Mm-hmm. And then the extra oils on your face. Ah, I can see that. That is that is why women have a glow. And also to them. And also because of the sweat, because when you're carrying ten or fifteen extra pounds, that's gonna make you move a little more. And fifteen extra pounds. <laughs> that is a big baby. Have you seen the um the videos where the partner wants to feel what it's like to have a baby? So they'll put like like a pregnant belly on them or a watermelon and have mm-hmm. them do like picking up socks, you know, trying to put on shoes, getting mm-hmm. out of bed. And you see them working. And I'm like, yeah, that glow also has some sweat in it. Cause you really <laughs> got to work in life just to get no, by. The ones that crack me up is where they have that contraption that, um, that simulates period cramps. Ooh. Yeah. And then they'll have like the guy, do it and they can't they'll have it on low or whatever mm-hmm. and they struggling and then they'll have the girlfriend put it on and she's like okay like that's a like worse yeah you know. <laughs> um and they're like what and they keep turning it up and then she's just standing there like all right you know it's all right you know business what? as usual mm-hmm. she's like if i could have it like this actually i think i would be okay <laughs> <laughs> this is the ideal level <laughs> man man they i don't know I don't know. They be thinking that it's not that bad when it is that bad. And then it's like ignoring the pain. There's Mm -hmm. all these other factors into it. Because it's like the emotional distress. Like me, if somebody came up to me and was like, I'm going to shoot you. And it's during that time of the month, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'd probably like, go ahead. Like my will to live is low. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. My will to live is low. I'm just like, just take me out. Like I'm done with this fucking week. Just man. Man, I think this is my time. Like it's low <laughs> during that time, and then like, cause your body switch up on you. Mm-hmm. One day, I don't know when. A couple of years ago, my body decided that on top of the cramps, that I will also be nauseous randomly oh. and throw up for no reason. And it's like that sucks. Okay, so I don't get to eat today. That's nice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> looks like I'm gonna lose two pounds this Man. week. <laughs> I'm not eating today. I remember one time I was like, forget that. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. And I ate something at work and promptly threw it all up. You know, like, like, you know, a child, like in the middle of such a blit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not the bee's knees. It definitely was not. It does not sound like it. I can't say that I've ever gotten nauseous from like my period, but I definitely get nauseous all the time because I have migraines. Like, all the time. Mm. And I'm sure it has to do with my lack of water consumption and, you know. Taking care of yourself by yourself all around. Yeah. And all of this wine that I drink on the days we decide to record. <laughs> it really helps. Yeah, we, need to make a, we need to make a camp rule. Like, at camp, the What's kids got to drink three cups, two to three cups of water before you could have juice. 
Oh, then I guess I'm just withering away. Like Yeah, you need to drink, like, at least two cups of water before you can have some wine. You know, we start off slow here. At least one sip. Move on. Okay. No, not sip. You a whole cup. Three, you are an adult. A sip is not gonna cut it. <laughs> and Your that's body's the gonna be like, what was that? Thing about what being an that? adult, I can just go and buy the juice. You know what? <laughs> if you die from dehydration, I'm not gonna go and perform this nice eulogy. I'm like, I told her. I told her to drink some water. <laughs> and she listened to me. Now look where you at. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna buy a hydro flask and fill it with water. <laughs> And I'm going to just throw it in your casket. Take like, it with me to the great beyond. <laughs> I'm like, the bitch I'm gave like, me water? I told her to just drink two cups of water before the wine. And what did she do? She didn't do it. And she shriveled up. Look at her. She's Look a fucking California raisin. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell the other day? I was like, what was I watching? And the person, they had the coins on their eyes at the funeral. Oh. And I was like, I want that. And then somebody too. was like, what for? And I was like, you got to pay the ferryman. Yeah, like, on the river. Sticks. And in my mind, I was like, why did I say that so matter-of-factly like everybody knows? Because <laughs> they should know what happens after you die. Like, obviously, you still got to pay right I want dollar coins. There. Don't put, like, some pennies or quarters. I want dollar coins. I want some Susan B. Anthony's platinum. Man, man, <laughs> platinum. Where you special gonna get order from? those for me for my death, <laughs> girl? It's gonna take longer for them to get those in than it is for <laughs> you them to wrap up your funeral. So you gonna have to order those now. Yeah, and I'm also gonna ask for those like to be cut into pieces because platinum's expensive. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna be paying with pieces of my platinum dollar coin you're gonna get down there and the ferryman's gonna do something and then they're gonna turn into the whole coins because he's gonna be like i don't take scraps I don't, like you take scraps on their platinum scraps bitch he said <laughs> what is platinum i'll um, be like move i'll vote myself just move you <laughs> this sit is gonna be like in hercules when he put his hand in the water and it shriveled up like <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time i'm gonna have a terrible time but you might as well just put some regular dollar coins on and they can put them go. in my socks you know what i mean in your socks in my socks you know in case someone wants to rob my grave they're not gonna look at my socks they're probably gonna look Ain't at nobody my gonna pockets. rob your grave nobody's gonna rob your grave what I'm you got like, in there? You know Nothing. It's going like, to be but... you, your two coins, and your mummified toki. Like, you know and my mummified toki. And I'm hoping I'd have, like, at least, like, I'm trying to think what my favorite alcohol is. Some Mai Tai? Like, some Mai Tai? If you, know? you die from dehydration, the only alcohol you're getting is water. It's Mai Tai. You're only going to get water. Mai tai. If somebody brought mai tai. some, I would remove it. Mai Tai. I would make a I will make a whole scene, have a whole fit. They put a bottle in there, I will crack that sucker on the side of your casket. She does not deserve this because she refused to drink water. I'll be like, security, security. How? I'm gonna wake up from my grave. Security, security. Get her out of I'm gonna grab your face and pour the water down your throat. That's murder. That is murder. It's not murder. That is water hydrating. You're killing me. How much water did you drink today? Oh, I drank 16 ounces. Wow. That is... A whole water bottle. Man. I did. I'm surprised. Yeah, because there was nothing else to drink. I was real thirsty. Because it was nothing else to drink. 
And it's like, I could let you pass if you were also eating fruit regularly because there's water content in fruit, but you aren't doing that either. Hey guys, welcome back to Nine Podcast. This is Hyra. And Kim. Back on another Friday. Hope you guys are having a great Friday. You ready for a story, Kim? Hi, well, Hyra, are you ready for a story? Yeah, I'm like, I was yes, like, I wait, am, Kim. are you telling a story? Because I got today's mixed up. <laughs> like, right, so... I had one, and I have this problem like all the time, where I have several topics that I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. and then I like start doing research on one, and then I end up on the other one, and so I was like, I have to get this together. And so, what it ended up being is, I narrowed it down to the category of the things that I was looking up. Uh So, we talk about, which we've talked about them before on this channel, Mm -hmm. cults. Love me some cults. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about cults in general. Talking about cults, yeah. I found out one of my coworkers was in a cult. Which one? Won't say, because he says if he names it, he'd be like, y'all going to look at me funny. I'm like, it's too late. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, well, one of my coworkers, he grew up Mormon. And anytime I talk about cults, he always brings them up. The Mormons, eh? Yeah, well, you know, there's different chunks of them. And so he was one of those, like the ones we have out here where they own the bikes and they try to recruit you and stuff. He was one of them. They're very active. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is he was telling me that when they go on these missions, you know, Mm -hmm. they have to pay themselves. I'm like, that's bootleg. You have Mm -hmm. to save up the money to go on the trip that they told you that you have to go on. Yep. Like, that's bootleg. Like, if they're going to make me go on a trip, then they got to pay or else I'm not going. Well, like, then you wouldn't be Mormon. Yeah. I'm, but that's I'm not any to cult. Be Mormon. Because when he was talking about that, I thought about um, Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling him, I was like, in cults, they'll, like, specifically like Heaven's Gate, they specifically will put, partner you with someone who you don't get along with. Yes. Because they want to keep, have that um, environment of, like, you being checked all the time. Yep. Like, if you do something, then that person's definitely going to snitch you out because they're not your friend. Dude, I would have definitely quit that cult. I'm like, I can't be here. This is too stressful. Like, this is not cool. I remember when I was doing research on, on Heaven's Gate and they said that. I was like, there's no way me and you would have been able to survive. Even if we had, like, bought into their ideology and, you know, went to live with them and stuff the second they're like okay well you two have to split up we were like okay uh, so we're gonna go <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for your time this was great but like it's, it's you not, know it's, love it's, the message it's not you guys it's definitely us we cannot be separated at all so. you can put somebody with us definitely yeah, there needs to be a partnership thing <laughs> you can put somebody with us but we we, we cannot be separated no it's like you know <laughs> no and then when they got those bowl cuts Oh, no. no. Yeah, no. no. That's no, definitely no, no. not going to work with your hair. It's, de- it's not. Mm-mm. 
It's not. Because I don't think they let me bring a straightener so I can try to make it like a cool bowl cut like the kids get today. There's no way. They would have been like, no, we don't get any of those cool items. <laughs> that sucks. I, mm-mm. No. Oh, God. First of all, I don't think a bowl cut would look good with his face. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of... Like, I've had bangs before and I could do bangs, but the cut all the way around... Mm, that's going to be a hard pass, Captain. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'll probably end up looking like, um, what's his name from despicable me the bad what was the bad guy i haven't seen the first one. Oh, that one guy who wears like the fucking the orange suit? jumpsuit yeah yeah what was his name oh, bully mcbulbul i don't know it's not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i ended up looking like him a hot mess like Sheesh. but hey he was flexing out there you know he was he was flexing flexing fucking eat some cereal off of that fucking bowl cut it's funny. Backdoor. 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 Oh, yeah. Backdoor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I end up looking like Backdoor out here. Y'all honestly, be like, wow, that's the look that you went with. Honestly, Backdoor is a pretty badass name. I'm not going to lie. Is. It's he did cool. get a good one, a good name. But, but yeah, so I went and looked up, okay, like, what is a cult? Oh, another thing that led me to pick this, because let me tell you, I learned about multiple cults recently, and I was like, dang, and I'm trying to look up stuff on all of them. Mm-hmm. I learned about a little bit about oh this the Tony and Susan Alamo Christian Foundation the who the Tony and Susan Alamo Christian Foundation I'm gonna start looking that one up so one of these days hopefully we can get an episode on that I have no um, idea who that is me either but I ended up watching a video where it was people who had formerly been in cults mm-hmm. who were out of them and so like three of the people that were there grew up in the cults mm-hmm. and then there was three people who had joined like as adults or young young yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And so it was just basically like they asked them questions and they wanted to see like if they all had the same like thoughts on it or what were their thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what was very interesting at the end of that was one of the people who was in this one because mm-hmm. they were all from different ones. Like there was this guy grew up in that one. There was another girl who it was some sort of like extremist Baptist thing like her parents she had some behavior issues and her parents sent her away to like this camp Uh but they didn't know the severity of it when she got to that camp it was barbed fences and it was it was rough for her um and that's putting it lightly and then who else it was people from all different stuff all different things it's funny Um, that you mentioned baptist because my co-worker he said that their cult really based their beliefs off the king james version of the bible and well, that's the like the most popular version of the Bible. So yeah, so I had I had told Carlos, and I'm like, yeah, these he said that they, well, you know, I don't know, not like anyway. Yeah, I don't know I'm a fucking witch. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm John Snow. You know nothing. Nothing. So I tell him like, oh yeah, one of my coworkers in a cult, and he said that they're based off was in or is currently in was in okay was in and he based he based their belief he they based their belief off the king james version of the The bible he's like he's like he's a fucking baptist isn't he and i'm just like i've never heard of like people being baptist being like cults. you know he didn't say he didn't say fucking baptist you know i'm just throwing that in there because i say fucking everything he's like he's like is he a baptist and i was just like no (laughs) But yeah, I just but, I I just thought it was funny how the Carlos had just mentioned Baptists earlier with Colts, and now you're up. mentioning it. It uh-huh. ke- it came back up, but um, 
So, yeah, I learned about them, and I'm going to keep looking them up. Mm-hmm. And, but what's interesting is that guy who was in that one grew up in that one. He mentioned, because they were all mentioning about how there's cults everywhere. Like, oh, they see it sure. all, all over the place. And it's like, okay. yeah, because the thing is about cults are they're not all dangerous. No. And they're not all bad, you no, know. yeah, yeah. They, there's varying degrees. But it's like when we think oh, cults, sure. we think about those extreme cases. Like, mm-hmm. we think about, like, the Branch Davidians with um dave koresh or jonestown like mm-hmm. or you know um nexum yeah girl i i've watched a couple of doc- documentaries on nexium i gotta finish watching the one they have on hbo because that, that one they're pretty wild interesting i think that's that's like the big cult of this time right now yeah it's that's like being exposed yeah huh? small being yeah because they know. had several celebrities they had mm-hmm. several celebrities gospel because theirs was more like um like a helping people thing yeah. it wasn't a religion because some of them are religious based and then some of them are not and this one's one of the ones where it was not it was more like you know community service we're out there helping people and then flipping around mm-hmm. their leader he got a whole different agenda so what i one of the things that i learned is that well let me tell you some of the steps so i got a couple of different um sources so I'll, some stuff i'll say will probably just sound repetitive but it's like because they came from different sources so they just worded them differently mm-hmm. so i one of the things that i watched was netflix cults explained which i always think about watching that show the explain thing but i never watch it and i end up watching this episode on youtube they broke down like the elements of indoctrination in seven steps oh seven yeah, is so the first number seven yeah so the first one is crossword roads transition so they will typically target an individual when there's a change shift in their life because that's when you're most susceptible to you know inviting new things in to replace whatever it was like it could be you know you lost a job or a loved one or you know you just got out of school you don't know what you're gonna do like they catch you at that turning point Mm -hmm. and and sometimes it could take a while before they get you but they will work on you Oh, yeah. During that point, because that's when you're most susceptible to hearing their word. They plant the seed, you know? Exactly. They plant the seed. And then step two is a soft sell. Their main goal is to get you to, you know, one of the church proceedings or one of the meetings or one of the seminars. They want to get you there so that you can hear the message, see how everyone else responds to it. Mm-hmm. if people seem to be having a good time they seem to really be believing um that group mentality immediately starts to weigh on you a lot of times they during these times they get you isolated oh i i haven't seen this a lot with the church ones that i'm familiar with mm-hmm. the religious based ones that i'm familiar with but the ones that are more like the opposite the ones like like nexium and stuff like that where they get you to go to like a seminar where you're isolated you're it's nowhere near like where people are except for the people who are in the program is that and like the Scientology? Next one, well a lot of them do that Mm, okay. where they you know and then they always make you pay because they want something um uh, one thing that i watched they broke it down to cult leaders usually want money sex or power or sometimes a combination of all mm-hmm. of those and so a lot of times this is when they first start asking you for the money mm-hmm. they're like hey come to this seminar it's this amount of money but you know it's going to change your life it changed my life because another thing is cults typically work like pyramid schemes especially now today they people usually are recruited by a family member a friend or a co-worker those are the people who you're closest to and you're more susceptible to being pulled like no offense to um herbalife that's how they be getting people like Mm -hmm. herbalife isn't a cult it's more on the pyramid scheme no it is 
no offense to them. Yeah. But yeah. that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody I know who was, like, on it, on it is because somebody else they knew Mm-hmm. was on it and told them about it and then I, you know we should do an episode on pyramid scheme because that's a whole other thing and it's super interesting <laughs> because one of my coworkers was talking about it too and I'm like because I saw a post like as a joke that was talking about like you go to a smoothie shop and it's just a front for oh, Herbalife. Herbalife yeah I saw that too and I cracked up about it and she was like yeah you you can't forget that also those Zumba classes they be getting you that way too and I was like you right no they do Mm-hmm. You're right, because they will sell it right there, or they'll sell you smoothies there, and it's yeah. that stuff, like, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But, I don't know, pyra- cults are very similar to pyramid schemes, so it can, some some of these things can work back and forth. And laughing, what I think is hilarious about Herbalife is that mm-hmm. they're just selling you smoothies. Like, literally, if you just ate regular smoothies... Well, but the thing is, the smoothies aren't that expensive. What -hmm. they try to get you to get is all those vitamins and stuff. That's where the real money comes in. They're trying to get you to get all those vitamins and supplements. And they make it seem like theirs are better than the ones that you get over the counter when you can get some of the same stuff over the counter for cheaper. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's how they get you. It's funny. I'm too broke for all that shit. It's funny. Yeah, because their smoothies, like the containers, are about the same price as it is for any other, like, smoothie powder or whatever that you can get from anywhere else. Do you think that's why so many like minorities and stuff like that don't get into this kind of stuff? Cause we're too broke for this shit. We're like, we Herbalife. No, I'm talking about like fucking cults and stuff cults? like that. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like taking a pause from going down the steps. Another thing that I have been like kind of following on the internet that I've been started hearing about was there's a cult. Well, people are calling it a cult mm-hmm. from that popped up on tiktok interesting because like we don't we don't have tiktok Mm-mm. so it's like i either if i see stuff that's from tiktok it's either because they re-uploaded on instagram or someone's yeah. talking about it on youtube like one of my people mm-hmm. that i watch and so it popped up on stuff on my youtube because i'd be watching stuff about cults and true crime and all that like weird stuff and so there is this like commune and i think it's tennessee and I think, well, the issue is that the two main people who tweet about it, well, not tweet, what is it? They make TikToks about it. Mm-hmm. They start to get painted in negative light. But I also feel like they're two, they're both talking about it separately. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the people were being very immature about how they handled the way people were asking questions about things. Mm-hmm. So the issue with that one was, it all started with this one guy, Tree. I think that's what his like handle on the internet was. He started, he him and his partner are like traveling around or whatever. He's Mm -hmm. like from the UK or something. And they end up at that commune. And so he had been there for a couple of months and then he starts posting TikToks about it. To me, it's just so random how... You're just like, they just end up at this commune. I'm like, you can't... Well, because they're kind of like backpacking around like the world. So that's how like... They're just traveling around, like experiencing life, whatever. Uh But (laughs) I'm like, I can't afford that. Like, that's nice that you can do that. Yeah, I know. I can't do that. It but, reminds um, me of fucking, what's his name, uh, Rasputin. He was backpacking around? No, remember how he went off to, like, do his fucking whatever religion he was in, and then he ended up meeting that cult of fucking people in the woods? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... Yeah, well, basically, um... <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so, <laughs> this guy starts Jesus. tweeting about, well, I keep saying tweeting, he's tick, like, what do you call TikToks, like, when they post, whatever. They keep he's posting talking. his TikToks about it. Uh-huh. And he's pretty much like, you know, all are welcome, and then they start posting, because I think his first ones where he starts talking about it, I want to say they said it started in January mm-hmm. of this year, 2021. And then around February, 
when because he has a lot he started to get a lot of followers and a lot of people are checking it out because it looks cool like yeah it's like you know especially with like the whole hippie vibe coming back a lot of people are, are totally down with like you know getting back to nature like a shared space type thing like you know we all put in work we grow crops or whatever mm-hmm. you know live off the land i can understand that too but the issue is there has to be some sort of screening process that's what a lot of people that's the first thing a lot of people had an issue with they started to post their address on TikTok, they started to have it as a hashtag, so anybody could just go. They mm-hmm. don't have any sort of protection out there. It's in Tennessee, and it's like, no offense, I don't know too much about the middle of America, so my assumption from what I am exposed to is that, you know, it's not, some places are not the best for minorities to be mm-hmm. in the middle of America. Um, and this is one of those places because people started to look up this term that they used to use back in like, you know, back in the day where things were much, were segregated called Mm -hmm. sundown towns. Do you know what those are? Are those ones you don't go to during sundown? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so apparently some of these places still exist in America. You know what? And apparently this place is not that far it's not in one, but it's not mm-hmm. that far from, I think, two. But, I mean, they don't, from what I've seen, the videos, it didn't look like they had a lot of minorities there anyway. Um, yeah. I think where it started to hit towards cult territory is that there's another person whose name is Rel. Rel? Yeah. No offense to them, but they just look like a crazy dreadlock lady. Um <laughs> You know the kind where like, they just stop combing their hair and then they, they're like super hippie, but it's like you're saying crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. One of those. And so, yeah, I don't know what they identify as. So, because, you know, things are different now. So you have to be specific. But Rel, um, I know I saw some videos where Rel had said some stuff about Babylon and pretty much like Interesting. how you need to come there to learn because, you know, it kind of sounds like a doomsday prophecy was spark- like sparking up. Ooh bubbling that's that's what it kind of sounded like and that's that's you know a step in some cults they you know they have their belief system Mm -hmm. and especially with like religious ones that doomsday prophecy is the best one you gotta get people locked in yep get people locked in like the branch davidians they was like doomsday is coming we have to be prepared Fresh um man and so she is the one that's saying a lot more of the crazy stuff like i feel like i feel like tree was the one that's like i would say naive but enthusiastic about the commune tree um yeah where they like crack where he like cracks jokes and stuff about it but and then to the but then there were things that were like in poor taste so there's one thing, like, because, you know, when people start talking about throwing out the word cults on them, mm-hmm. because, you know, crazy things are being said by people who are there. Because there's also allegations of people who are racist being there. Oh. There's all There was also, because, you know, this is during this year. Mm-hmm. Anti-maskers allegedly there. Um, and that's like, you're in a space where you're allowing anybody to come there during this time where we have a pandemic and then you have people who live there who don't believe in the pandemic. And then it's like, you're having all these people come there. You don't know who's sick or not. Yeah. You know, because some people don't have that many symptoms. Yeah. And then it's like, they drive up there and then they move in with you guys and you have no... They don't do any sort of background checks on the people who go there. None none of that. But they're adults, you know what I mean? Like, these people, if you know you're going there, they have no checks. Don't be surprised if you get COVID, because what were you doing there in the first place? But, I mean, COVID is the least of their 
worries, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah, you know. With the rest of this happening. Um, yeah. And so there are a lot of TikTokers who have gone there to check it out. I've seen videos where there are people who were like, oh, I, I was here during this time. Here's the proof that I was here. And this is definitely, there's definitely some cult mentality there. And then I seen a video where this guy and his girlfriend, they heard about it and they decided to go and they had a great time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. But I also feel like they've changed the way they're talking about it since it started to get such negative appeal. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, what I think is, I think it's, I don't think it's fully, a, I don't think it's a cult. What I think is it is a commune and that there are some people who are crazy that live there mixed in with other people who are just, cause I've seen like interviews and I've seen other people's videos who live there. And I think there are some people who are, you know, just trying to do the commune thing. They taking care of chickens and growing crops and you know, they're, you know, doing the commune thing, but then there's also some people who are in there who are saying these crazy things. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I have been seeing that I'm I'm watching a lot of cult con like cult stuff. And so that's why I end up like on the subject of like let's break down cults in general. Yeah. But yeah, and so back to the elements of indoctrination, because we like went off and that's where the but that's how I've been <laughs> trying yeah. to like get a subject down. Uh-huh. Because at first I was gonna do an episode like talking about specifically them, but I feel like I don't have enough info. And at the same time, like all the a lot of the YouTube videos and stuff that I'd seen talking about it were saying like the same things, saying the same stories about them so i was like i think this is kind of wrapped up to the point where like nothing else is really happening not but, yet Maybe yeah next not year yet. i mean it could get worse up. yeah i think at this point most people aren't going there anymore but you know yeah Send good luck to those who care. do because yeah they killed a cat and there's like a <gasps> whole there's a whole story about um but then this is the thing stuff doesn't start like the timeline of stuff starts to not make sense because there's a whole story where supposedly a cat is either they're saying it was a feral cat broke in and killed some of their chickens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they killed the cat and then, you know, because they don't waste anything, they ate it. Where'd that cat eat from before? Though? Exactly. And then, but some people are like, maybe it wasn't a feral cat. Maybe it was just like a, a stray cat or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was, there's a whole thing where like that person, I think it was that person, Rel, mm-hmm. I think she made a hat out of the skin <gasps> from the fur from the cat and a couple other animals. It's it's a weird thing. But then people were, but then supposedly they were saying, oh, that happened last year or something or like 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how does Tree know about it? And how did he say he ate it when he had only been there three months, around three months when this story broke? So it's like that timeline's not matching up for me. Yeah. But that That's... place, it's a weird place. And for your safety, I would say nobody go, especially if you're a minority, like... I, it's not safe for us everywhere. It sure ain't. But <laughs> back to this. So, okay, so we talked about crossroads. That's how they pick people up. Transition periods in life. Um, soft cells, when they get you to the first meeting, they get you to the first seminar, they get you there. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, when you're at, usually when you're at the seminar or you're at these um, church sermons and stuff, they do step three, which is your new reality. They close off your environment. They close you off from other people. And then they're just feeding you their thing, whether it be the community service thing, whether it be whatever religion they're doing, they're feeding you their, their stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're having no contact with the outside world, no contact with anyone else. It's just you around all these people and around their ideology. Are you pretty much just getting like kidnapped and brainwashed? 
Well, you're you're getting brainwashed, definitely. But the thing is, they talked you into it, so you went voluntarily because you didn't know. Like something like Nexium, I could totally see in the beginning swooping us up because yeah. we we like volunteering, helping people when we have yeah. time. Um, and that's a super like helping people based thing. Mm-hmm. You have to think about. I, I feel like people when they think about cults, they're like, "Oh, those people are crazy." Like literally, there's all these different types of cults, and any of them could different one could swoop you up than others you know heaven's gate they lost me but nexium you know being a more like helping people uh situation would have caught our eye out on the street especially when we were younger when we first moved out the house at 21 yeah that definitely could have caught our attention well the problem is that crazy isn't the same for everyone what's crazy to you may not be crazy to somebody else it's like oh that shit makes perfect sense and you're just like eh. so i i think that's really the problem with a lot of these cults because well the way people view them but what i'm trying to get across is that it wasn't crazy at first a lot of times we learn about it when it hit the oh yeah the huge part you know but then it's like when it first was starting up and you know people are first joining it wasn't like that like the people's temple was a regular church it was multicultural they had people of every ethnicity there and it was Mm -hmm. a good time at first before you know it started shifting into like you sell all your stuff and then the church will take care of you oh we're all moving to guyana like you know there's steps it doesn't all is they don't they don't parade the wildness of first um even with the branch davidians in the beginning, you know, families moved there and joined that religion. And then it turned into all of your marriages are dissolved under God. And now all the women are married to me. Like, it, it's steps. It doesn't have, people have to remember that it doesn't like, all happen at one time. Do I get my money back for like, paying for this license? Like, <laughs> like it it just, it's, yeah. it's stages. No, yeah, it definitely. is stages. So, the fourth thing, the fourth element is, they, they said the dear leader. They are the only one who can take you on this path. They're the only one. It's if they're religious, like a lot, I saw a video where they were talking about like, if they say things like God told me to tell you a sketch, yeah. it's sketch. It's sketch. Um, the, I, <laughs> oh, okay. Like the video, the person, it was like some sort of like religious channel. And they were talking about how like, there hasn't, there's no new disciples. Like God's, he, you know, God spread the word or whatever back in the day, dropped the knowledge on several people and then did not do it again. We're not in the right cult, you know? that's why. So if someone, <laughs> yeah, if someone is saying that, you know, they're getting a direct line, because that happens in a lot because David Koresh yes, said he, he was did. a prophet, you know, what what, what was it? He was the um, sinful Messiah or something like that, um, where he was supposed to, you know, experience these like, sinful things and carnal urges and stuff because there has to be a messiah that understands the people and so he's saying he's getting those direct messages in the um tony and susan alamo susan was the one she's getting the messages god is speaking to her and then she's telling tony and then they're telling their congregation like if someone's telling you they got a direct line line. and god's telling them specific Mm -hmm. things you should be, be suspicious. suspicious. Be, be suspicious. Exactly. You definitely should. The next step that they uh, outlined was the enemy. They will create the an government. enemy. <laughs> the man. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> like I keep going back to the ones that uh-huh. we've talked about, but like the Branch Davidians, remember, uh-huh. it was the government. The you know, they had that doomsday prophecy, like 
it was scary all the time. They're teaching the children songs about war. What is it good They're drawing for? pictures of war. Absolutely. Man, Everything. it was, you know, they are mm-hmm. scaring you. There is a enemy. We all have to fight yep. against this enemy. They will give you yeah. an opposing figure. They will, if they got to make it know, up, they will. Because a lot of times it shifts because with um, Heaven's Gate, they were saying what the leaders are going to be killed or sacrificed or something. Oh, and then yeah, it turned yeah. into, oh, it was a metaphorical one. The media is killing <laughs> us right now. And see, you know. But you know what? Not going to lie. It, were they wrong, though? Were they wrong? Is the man, I mean, is the man really not them. the enemy? Except cancer. <laughs> I said, is what? the man really not the enemy? <laughs> um and then their their biggest can you just okay if you could just guess what do you think their biggest tool is number six the biggest tool that they use to get people onto their their mouth cause (laughs) close close it's peer peer pressure pressure. peer pressure is the best um, most people have the like what inclination that they want to they want to be amongst the group they want to do what everyone else doing the sheep mentality you know and so if you're there and you see everybody else is doing it there's a greater chance that you're gonna do it there's been experiments conducted i seen one i forgot when they did it this one was the older one where they had one person who was a plant in the group and they would have them like they would ask them questions and then sometimes that person would flat out say something that's the wrong Mm -hmm. answer and then like if they can get one other person to believe them then everybody else will join in and and say the same answer as them even though it's blatantly wrong yeah there's one that i saw which was really good and I, but at the same time like i think we all like to think that we're not sheep but in this case i would not and i feel like you wouldn't do it either because we're both lazy yeah and it and it caused it had movement <laughs> so it was a room where at first it started where everybody but one person was an actor mm-hmm. and then like every like minute a bell would go off a beeping tone would go mm-hmm. off and everybody would get up stand up and then sit back down. And so when the person who was the regular person seen that everybody was doing it, they did it mm-hmm. too. And then sat back down. And then every time that happened, they would take one person would go into, cause it was like a waiting room. They were mm-hmm. waiting for something. And so every so often they would have one of the actors leave and then they would input another regular person. And then same thing, like the tone would go off. Everybody would get up and then sit back down. And you know me, I'm like, I'm not getting up. Yeah, not, not for me. I'm not getting up. And then we also ask yeah. too many questions. I'm like, why are we so getting we up? I do. I'd be like, uh-huh. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. And you know, <laughs> I'm that always noise? that person. Hold on. <laughs> let me go ask. I'm going to go ask. Like, yeah. Cause I'd be like, I would have been, I would look at you like, you like I don't know. Hold on. Excuse me, mister. Like, excuse me, miss. <laughs> you you would have got <laughs> up to the why desk. Why like, y'all hey. up? Or like, are we supposed <laughs> to do that? Like, <laughs> they would have been like, yeah. get them out the room. But it's definitely true. Like, but, I can definitely like stuff that has to do with motion and energy. I'm not down for. But if it's something like yeah. easy and everyone's like, for example, like you were saying, like getting someone to believe the answer, right? If I'm going back and forth with, with mm-hmm. someone trying to explain myself, and after I was like, you know what, you're right. Yes, you're right. That that's 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 the answer. That's the end of this. See, I similarly, I wouldn't. I don't uh-huh. like going back and forth, yeah. especially when I know I'm right. Like if I if I'm not unsure. I am someone who is open to listening mm-hmm. to someone else explain something to me. But if I know for a fact, like line B is shorter than line D and you're telling me it's the other way around, I'm just not going to say anything after a while. If you're like, no, you're wrong. I'd be like, it's, it's <laughs> like in a it. test. Like, facial it, expressions it's funny only. Cause, um, 
when I was, you know, getting oriented for my job, I have to, we have to take a lot of tests, right? And on one of them, Mm -hmm. we were talking about, because we were talking, I was talking about, we were talking about the questions. I had looked at her. I'm all like, why is that the answer? This should be out. She's like, I don't know. That should definitely be the answer. But on this, you're going to have to put that. And I'm like, all right, that's what we do. And then. See, yeah, I don't like those types of tests. Because I'm like, now you're going to hold me, especially like at my job, because we have like Mm -hmm. the online trainings. I'm like, if it's telling me the wrong thing, you guys are going to hold me accountable for the wrong thing. Yeah, so I was just like, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm like, we here, we on the same level on this one, but we going to put C. (laughs) Because we trying to pass this shit and get it out the way. But yeah, so peer pressure. People, you know, the pressure to conform, to be like everybody else. It is a big factor. To the point where it's like, there's a lot of times where people are in these situations and they know Mm -hmm. something's not right. But it's like the deeper you get into it, the more you're unwilling to one, be like, dang, I was wrong. And then the the fact that no one else is Mm -hmm. voicing this opinion, it just pushes you farther down the rabbit hole. Like, it's rough. And then the last thing, the last step that they mentioned in this was that it's all for sociopathic narcissists. So all of these times, all these people mm-hmm. who are cult leaders, no matter what kind it is, there's a there are narcissistic, sociopathic mm-hmm. tendencies with mm-hmm. them. Like they want the adoration, they want the power, they want the money, the sex, the whatever. They want everyone to listen yeah. to them. It is all to just to feed ego. into them. Yeah. It's all to just but yeah, mm-hmm. all to feed into their ego. That's why we have situations like in Jonestown and yep. Heaven's Gate where, you know, it starts to fall apart. And so they decide, you know, let's rage quit, but we're going to take everybody with us. <laughs> escape, escape. <laughs> yeah, but, it, and yeah. Then, you know, it's Well, yeah, because negative. I feel like at that point, like you said, definitely no one wants to be, first of all, held accountable. Second of all, mm-hmm. be proved wrong. So it's like, you know what? I'd rather yeah. just just end me. Just end me. Yeah. But then at the same time, just like for the regular person, it's like you don't invested all this time Mm -hmm. into this organization. And then you find out like, dang, Mm -hmm. like they got me. I didn't think Mm -hmm. they could get me, but they got me. I there's a couple of like TED Talk videos on cults, which I thought was interesting, like different aspects of it. One of the people who I guess is someone who's like an expert in like cults they have a video which i thought was very interesting because it's similar things but they broke it down into four stages instead of seven Mm -hmm. they broke it down the first thing was well they said well according to i think it's it's either Jana or janja la lich's theory on bounded choice there Mm -hmm. are four interlocking dimensions that make up the framework of a cult social system and internal dynamics and so all the all four of these things are overlapping and interlocking. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's just, you know, they cut it down. Instead of the seven steps, they cut it down to four. Yeah. So, but they're still similar. So yeah. they have the charismatic authority. There's an emotional bond between the leader and its followers. It lends Definitely. legitimacy to the leader and grants authority to the leader's actions while at the same time justifying and reinforcing followers' response to the leader and or his or her, her ideas and goals. Charisma, which you know, all cult leaders have to be charismatic. I like, rolled a twenty there has to be on something that. about them, huh? I said I rolled a twenty on that. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be something that will hook you into their deal. Yeah. Number two, a transcendent belief system. There is an overarching ideology that binds, adheres to the group 
and keeps them behaving according to the group's rules and norms. It is transcendent because it offers a total explanation of past, present, and future, including the path to salvation. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like with the Branch Davidians, it was like, oh, if we're going to be good soldiers, we're going to be good soldiers for the Lord. Yeah. You know, this is how you get saved. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're like, bad things are coming, but you know, this is how it doesn't affect you. Step three is the system of control. This is the network of acknowledged or visible regulated, regulatory mechanisms that guide the operation of the group. It involve, it includes the overt rules, regulations, and procedures that guide and control members' behavior. Like with Heaven's Gate, they had the whole system where everybody has a buddy. Mm-hmm. They held on to people's identifications, driver's license, All everything. And you had to sign them out. That, see, that's where they you got You had me. to sign out your own identification for if you want to go out into the world. You have to sign out. Sign them back in when you come back. Like, you can't keep your stuff. Um, Like I talked about before, they had the whole thing where they would buddy you up with someone. And they would, they would specifically partner people who weren't really vibing with each other. Like, they would be like, oh, this person's personality and this person's personality. They don't really like each other. They're partners. The stress. They had a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of these organizations do. Because Mm -hmm. they have to keep you in check, keep you within the group. Yeah. The specific goal is to create a behavior system and disciplinary code through rules, regulations, and sanctions. The effect is compliance or better still, obedience. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want you in there. Number four, system of influence. This is the network of interactions and social influence that reside in the group's social relation. This interaction and result, resultant group culture teach members to adapt their thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors in relation to their new beliefs. The purpose of the system of influence is to shape the group culture. The specific goal is to create institutionalized group norms and establish code of conduct by which members are expected to live. It's the same thing like like the peer pressure thing. Like they want you to be in this environment. Mm-hmm. You see how everybody else is going about it. And so they want you to go about it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want you to be free thinking. They don't want you to question anything. Yep. Whatever everybody else thinks, that's what you're supposed to be thinking too. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the combination of these four dimensions results in a self-sealing system. That's the main thing. They want it to be completely within the ball. Yep. You are in the ball. You are not out the ball. You don't have any ties. Back to Heaven's Gate because that one, I don't know, it's so interesting because they had the whole system where it's like you join this religion, you come up here with us, you say goodbye to your family forever. Yeah. And then they had the whole thing and the and the or they had that family where it was the girl, both her parents left. left. Yeah. Both her parents. Her mom was there when they did the ma- their mass suicide. And then her dad, I think, ended up killing himself later because he wanted, he, he felt like he should have been there with them. Because, yeah, it was during one of those times. Because, you know, they're free to go. Mm-hmm. But it was during one of those times where he had left and, like, came back to society and was like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. And then, but the mom was still up there and then she did the mass suicide and then he was like, dang, I should have been with him. It was him and another person was like, we should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. The last but, two. Yeah. But hey, you know, they say better late than never, right? Girl, th- this is not <laughs> one of those situations. And so after I did all that research on, like, what are the components of a cult? Like, how do they get you in there? I looked up a couple of things on how they get you out. So you have to go through deprogramming. Oh, yeah. Back in the 70s, the way they used to deprogram you is that they used to... Beat the shit out of you. you. Could No, they would kidnap <laughs> you. 
They would catch you. They'd throw you in the car, take you someplace, and then the kind of and then they you know work with you. They uh-huh. you know start. And it would take, you know, months, but, you know, they're asking you questions. So you get back used to thinking for yourself and, you mm-hmm. know, so it's like they were doing positive stuff, but they were just going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one video where this lady, she was in a cult. I forget which one it was. And so that's end of, that's what, how she got out. Her family had somebody to snatch her. her. They deprogrammed her. And then after that, she became a deprogrammer. Mm-hmm. And she was doing that for, I forgot how many years up until she ended up getting arrested for kidnapping. <laughs> oh my God. And then she was like, okay, I'm, we going about this the wrong way. Uh-huh. Now they do a similar, but it's more, um, it has to be voluntary and it's more treated kind of like an intervention. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, your family comes and you know, they're talking to you. Same thing though. They started to get, they got to get you back thinking of as a free individual and not as a member of, the, the hive, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, the whole process and your family, you know, they talk to you and, you know, bring up great memories and specific things in your life. And, you know, they just have to slowly like mentally bring you back to life outside. Yeah. And so it's a difficult term. You know, a lot of people go back because, okay, mm-hmm. even with like the R. Kelly thing. If she didn't want to get pissed on, she would have moved out the way. Girl. And it's like, the worst <laughs> part is like, it was funny, like when we were younger yeah. and we have stuff like that, the boondocks where they crack jokes about it. Yeah. But it's like, now they were grown and then we had the whole documentary series it's very depressing where there's all of these women who are just talking about how horrible of a time they had like it's so sad and then he sits there and acts like he's the victim yeah. it's wild but even with them like i was talking to one of my co-workers co-workers about that one recently because i forgot how r kelly came up and like i don't i I don't think I ever watched the second part, but um, I watched that first part. And during the taping of the episodes, because the whole thing came to light when uh, it was two different families had went to the news outlets and was like, look, I haven't seen or heard from my daughter in this amount of time. They last went with R. Kelly. He was supposed to help them with their singing career. Mm -hmm. It was both families. And so basically this documentary part of it, they were, you know, looking for those girls because that's current. Mm -hmm. And one of the families, the mom seeing her daughter on TMZ like because he started having like the girlfriends go out in the world and they're like oh no I'm fine like I'm not being held against my will I'm being treated good blah 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 but he keeps them in pairs so that they will tattle on each other because it was one of the girlfriends was talking and the one who wasn't talking was one of these family's daughter that they had been looking for but he had changed her entire look her hair was cut all off she covered in tattoos looked completely different Mm -hmm. and during the episodes the mom they figured out which hotel they were staying at they figured out which room the mom went up there and the daughter ended up answering the door and was like hey you know we can talk at this time or whatever and the mom's talking to her and then, like, I think the next day, the, they come back and the mom helps her escape. Mm-hmm. And she leaves, you know, you think she's going to go get help. And then at the end of the, because uh, it was like a docu-series at the end of mm-hmm. it. And they put up, like, you know, the words telling about stuff. It said that she went back. Damn. She went back. But then I guess at the end, she ended up leaving again. And it was more permanent. But that's how it is that you get so used to this certain way of life. When you leave it, you have to go back. There's times of, there's feelings of remorse, feelings Mm -hmm. of loneliness, because you got so used to it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people do go back. Mm -hmm. And so the deprogramming stage is a stage that takes a while. Yeah. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention was that the word cult comes from the word cultist, which people who were cultists back in the day, they facilitated 
uh, worship of various gods and maintained temples. It ended up morphing into, they did that, but in excess. And so that's where the term cult comes from because they're worshiping whatever this is in excess to the point where it's a problem now. Yeah. So that's where the, the term comes from. But Crazy. Watching all these videos was interesting because I never thought about like the different types of cults. Like we, you know, hear about these same ones like Manson family yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jonestown and all of those. But it's like when you break it down to they could be religious, they could be political, they could be therapy. Because one I've seen somewhere it was like a yoga thing mm-hmm. that they got swept oh, up the in. Guru, it's like the yoga. Yoga guru, du- yoga guru dude. Well, I think there's more than one. Mm-hmm. there's a couple different ones um yeah and self-improvement which i think nexium falls into self-improvement yeah so it's like they're not all religious um they ask for high commitment from people and they all have a hierarchy yeah. the thing about nexium that's come out is that they had like a secret group where it was just the women in there and then you know it leaded to them being branded with soldering yeah. tools mm-hmm. you know so which i i definitely got to finish watching that documentary i hope it's still on there because it's been there for a while and i've watched it. but i have seen other things talking about that and like the people who used to be in it and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the new one that we all keep hearing about but yeah. anyway that's that about that like we talk about cults often and so i was like Maybe we should have some background knowledge on exactly what makes these cults cults. Yeah. That same coworker who I said was in a cult, he did tell me that one of the most vulnerable people who can get swept up in a cult are people, mm-hmm. like you said, who are looking for some sort of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, he said those kind of people are one of the easiest people to bring in because they don't exactly know how to go about finding that sort of salvation. So they have to find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And... It's fun. And then someone's out there offering it to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, we think salvation as in religious, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, it doesn't have to exactly be religious. It can just be salvation within yourself, being happy mm-hmm. with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where those self-help ones go or the political ones, because these are people trying to find salvation in a different means. It's funny because <laughs> I was telling him, I was like, I'm not looking for salvation. Like, I've just already accepted I'm going to hell when I die. It's all right. Like, I'm going to meet pretty much everyone else over there because I haven't been living the best of lives. So I'm right. I don't know. I guess we ain't going to the same place. Yeah. Because like, I ain't going there. Like, it's just everything I've been told, the way I've lived my life, that's just where I'm going to end up. And it's like, you know what? Oh, well. If we I, talked about this the other day. I'm like, our sins are paid for. Yeah. Up front. That's what I thought. time. But you know what? If it's not, you know, it's all right. If I could choose to just. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm vibing either way. I, am. <laughs> I feel like Earth is already its own kind of hell. Like, I don't exactly know where to find this heaven on Earth because it sure ain't here. It, this sure ain't it, it. It ain't this work. It's because we still live in America. I keep telling you, we got to jump ship one of these eh. days. We got to just go. I think the grass is not always as green as they say. I didn't say it needs to be greener. I just said it needs to be different. Mm-hmm. We need some different grass. I need some different grass. I gotta try some different grass out. Some astroturf? Yeah, maybe some <laughs> astroturf. I don't know, you guys. Let us know what do you guys think. Like, do you believe that? Do you think those kind of people are more likely to get driven into a cult? Do you think you're gonna get in a cult? Because, you know what? I can honestly see myself, like you said, Nexium. I can totally be like, I'm going to this meeting. I'm gonna go do that. But as soon as we get to, like, branding ourselves, I'm like, that's a hard pass for me, Captain. That is but you not know what? for me. Like, there was some other stuff that happened oh, yeah, before, before they that, got yeah. to that point where I would have been like, mm, 
I'll pass. Yeah. Like, anything with having to sleep with a cult leader is just going to be a hard pass for me. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I don't know. the the One of the main people who, ladies who's talking about it, um, she didn't. But I'm pretty sure there are several who did. Um, I don't know if they speaking up yet. Yeah. Anything where it has to be me paying is going to have to be a hard pass for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't got no money. Um, there's just... I'm like, dang, I, I just spent all my money. I can't do this seminar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, Willikers, guys. It looks like this ain't for me. If I wouldn't have paid for this tooth, you know, it's non-refundable. So <laughs> I, don't even tell me, oh, just go back. No, I cannot. I'm Mm-mm. sorry. I'm, I, and honestly, I'm just a lazy person in general. You know what I mean? If I got to like, I feel like a lot of these cults conditioning you really, really well. Like they'll mm-hmm. have you wake up at the, you know, ass crack of dawn. And I'm just not that type of person. Like the only thing that has me waking up at the ass crack of dawn is something called the Benjamins. And that's the only <laughs> thing that's going to have me at least kind of want to get up. I'm not going to want to get up to go like fucking like. For no reason. Yeah. Like, they just want you up or to start sermon at three o'clock in the morning. You got me all the way messed up. Yeah, I'm me. going back to sleep. Same. It's funny I say that, but I've done that for other things. But you know what? It was for myself and myself only. I didn't go somewhere to, you know, pay to have to do it. It was I just, you know, do my own thing. I remember back in the day when I used to crack jokes at the Y about it being a cult oh. in the program we were in. Yeah. It was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, we weren't all down. I, I think the issue was they thought we were all more down for whatever, like, their cause than we actually were. Yeah. I was, yeah. It, it There was so much potential. So much potential in there, but. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there's just some stuff where just like, eh that's a hard no sir hard no hard no (laughs) all right so this week's oracle card is number nine curiouser and curiouser it says new and unfamiliar places and surroundings a general lack of familiarity a fascinating turn of events growth amidst strange customs and people changing as a person new interests and talents are being discovered dang it's a lot going on a lot going on new stuff going on new stuff new topic for new stuff (laughs) no i it's just crazy i feel like that had a lot to do with our topic too just like i know i was like god damn it'd be like that sometimes because i shuffled let us know you guys does this speak to speak you to you this um oracle do card? any of yeah do any of the oracle cards let us know like nobody ever tells us like when we talk to people about the episodes no one ever talks about like the oracle cards or if they felt like it fit the time for when they wa- listen to the episode like let us know they probably don't make it that far <laughs> <laughs> no there are some people who listen to the whole episodes but they just I guess when we get to the Oracle card, they'd be like, all right, well, we about done now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I feel like sometimes these cards do really go to something that's happening to me at that moment, where it's just mm-hmm. really hitting the fucking topic. And I'm just like, bro, like, that's a little creepy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys, let us know. Thank you guys for listening to Item 9 Podcast. This is Hyra. And Kim. And don't you ever forget, you're the bee's knees. Item 9. Bye, guys. Bye.